This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's good shit. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. And welcome to the show. Yep. <laughs> and you said you were ready. <laughs> so we got a guest this week. We do have a guest this week. I am very glad to hear that. And um, it's been a while since we've had a guest, I feel like, right? I feel like you're sick of talking to just me. Because I have been talking an awful lot lately. Uh, lately, you have I been... I have just been chatty Kathy. It's been a lot, man. I know. Like It's a lot to hold on to. And, and I'm I just know like, that I'm doing mm-hmm. it, and I can't stop. And the only time I stop is when I finally am just like, I'm going to pass out now in the middle of a TV show. <laughs> See, now you know how I feel. The oxygen doesn't get to your brain in time because you're spewing it all out of your mouth and then you feel like you're going to kill over. So that's me knowing how POTS feels, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. But we'll get more into that later I'm on. I'm sure we will because, you know, there's Tom needs to have at least three more one-upping chances. So I'm sure there'll be at least three more one-upping chances. At least three. I'm sure there will be. I'm not worried about that so much. <laughs> you shouldn't be either, peoples. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, Along with our guests, why don't we get into Oh You Heard? You Heard? So, this week's You Heard comes to us from St. Nick Avenue between 152nd and 153rd Street. What were you doing up there? Sometimes I take the C to 155 and I walk down. There's less steps than 145th. All right. And if it's a nice day, like, I'll just walk down just to, like, change up the, you know, change up the route a little bit. Okay, because I was going to say that's not usually, like, a stomping ground that, you know. No. No, would it's not. head to for whatever reason. But they always say, you know, like, get the, go to the next stop and walk home. They do say that. Or get out the stop before. Yeah. But you're getting a little I'm extra not getting out of the MTA. The, I'm not getting off the stop before because there's a hill. And I don't do hills. That makes sense. But anyway. <laughs> get on with it. This is what I heard on St. Nick between 152nd and 153rd. What are you doing over there? I'm over here. Was it dice? (laughs) (laughs) I'm over here now. I was over there. Now I'm over here. But I always, like, I thought that it kind of went with this week's show because, you know, there are some things that are like, hey, what are you doing over there? I'm over here. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that. (laughs) Lately, especially, I would say. (laughs) At least six times a day. (laughs) So that is of this week's uh, You Heard. Ta da! So, our guest this week is someone who I visited. I went to New Jersey on Sunday, and I visited a woman named Carol Swain, who was one of the sweetest, most giving people I think I've ever spoken to in my entire life. Ever. Ever. Like, what she does is absolutely amazing, and I'm completely, completely fascinated by it. Carol, um, I met through... An interview that I did for Metro about mm. Canine Companions for Independence, which has its regional office on, on Long Island in Medford, Long Island, just off Ronkonkoma. 
Easy now. Those are my stops. I know, but that's how I have to say wrong Konkamon. Those are my peeps out there. Go on. I know. That's why it was like so convenient for me to go there because I knew exactly <laughs> where I was going. The end of the line. <sighs> but Canine Companions for Independence um, is a nonprofit that enhances the lives of people with disabilities. And yes, I'm just reading this right from there because I don't think I could say it any better than they did. And it prov- by providing highly trained assistance dogs... Hmm. at no charge to recipients. So what I learned from the, the previous interview that I did through this is that, you know, Canine Companions works completely on donations, you know, yeah. whether it's from regular Joes like you and I, all the way up to, you know, corporations. And I mean, like they have a food spot, like Yukonuba gives all of their locations. They have six locations around the U.S. And like Yukonuba gives food to them. Damn. You know, so like they rely. They so- don't pay for any of the food. They get like all of the food donated. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, like they're a nonprofit. So wow, I mean, man. yeah. So like they're constantly fundraising, you know, they're constantly doing things. But part of the things that they, like, you know, and they breed their own dogs. So they have like. You know, they only use golden retrievers and Labradors because mm-hmm. of their working dogs. Like they want, they need something to do. And anybody, you know, who's had labs knows how bored they get and how crazy they can get. But like when you train them well, they are service dogs. Like they will go fetch something for you. They'll retrieve something. So they're really, really good. So Carol. Yes is on her eighth and ninth dog that she is raising. So she's she is the second set of like she's part she's like the second stage of CCI's process. So CCI, you know, like they breed their own dogs mm-hmm. and then they have those dogs for 8 weeks like when they're born. And then they give them to the puppy raisers and the puppy raisers have them from when they're like two months old up until, you know, they keep them for 18 to like 24 months, I believe. Wow. So you lose your dog for almost a year. What? But because like you get your dog, like, let's say I got a a puppy and then I give it to them. Oh, no, she's a razor. Yeah. Like the organization. Gets it and then gives it up for two months. See, I originally thought that. No, no, no. Like when the puppy's two months old. Right. That's when they go to the puppy razor because like the puppy razors keep the dogs until they're like a year and a half to two years old because like then they're teaching them there's like 40 commands that they learn over the course of like the two years of, you know, retrieving things. And like, she actually gave us like a really cool book that kind of like shows us like all the commands that these dogs can know. And like, (laughs) it ranges from just, you know, like we need it, like what we need Kona to do eventually, like stay by your side if something happens and just sit there and not like pull, like run away or pull off. But like, which instinctively she has done now on two occasions. So, I mean, you know, she knows her gig. Yeah, so I mean, it it could be as basic as just staying until you're told to move, or you know, turning off a light, um, opening a door. Like I interviewed a guy who is paralyzed. He had uh, a bike accident, and he you know lost the use of his limbs. So he or the, he lost the use of his legs. So like his dog was coming up to the door and he like pressed on like the button like you know how they have the um handicap yeah like they have the handicap button to press to open the door kip just walked right up and pressed it with his nose and the door is open like and he knew instinctively that like if that's there i am to press that so you know they so they they raise the puppies and you know they're they're puppies and they work she works with them for maybe like a couple out like maybe like an hour or two a day but basically, like, they're just kind of, you know, learning how to be a dog. And she's teaching them these, like, steps as as you go. And, you know, she's on her eighth and ninth dog, um, Pedro and Andy. And Pedro is going to be matriculated um, in November. And that mm-hmm. means that now Pedro is going to go back to CCI after this because he's about two years old. So he's going to go back to CCI. And then he's going to be trained for, like, six to nine months by the experts at cci to do the lights and do all the like major work of like the the kind of heavy lifting of what he's going to do for um you know someone that's that has disabilities so then she has she has andy and pedro and they were so cute like they were labs one is uh pedro was black and andy was white and like they're super tall like they were really super tall and they were just so sweet like they just like she said that pedro loved just kind of putting his head on your leg and just kind of just like comforting you and stuff. But instead of hearing me ramble on, let's just let Carol tell her story. Oh, wait, we were still going. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wasn't sure what the hell like, happened. Seriously. It's, it's like I kissed the Blarney Stone. Like, I can't stop talking lately. It's in the air somehow. Bit, little, little Blarney Stone bits. You're, you're getting, I've been you're nibbling on little teeth. pieces of Blarney Stone. <laughs> What's in your teeth? Little bits of nar- Blarney Stone. <laughs> so let's let Carol talk, and okay. then we'll do some follow-up. We'll roll that fabulous beam footage. Bork, bork. So, how long have you been involved with CCI? Eight years. Eight years. And how did you get involved with them? Um, I had um, a job that involved my working six months out of the year, and then I was off for six months. Great job. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I taught a sport called platform tennis, which is a winter sport. So I worked from September, October till March, and then I had the rest of the year off. And I was interested in dog training, so this and volunteering for something significant. Sure. So this, I had time to volunteer for something significant. I right. volunteered all my life for various things, but you know how you volunteer, you do a little bit of this, a little right. bit of that. But this was serious volunteering. Oh wow! So that's how I got involved. And, and what what was it about you know CCI that kind of let, had you been a dog lover? You know, as a child I was, yeah. but we didn't have a dog. Okay. Um, what it was, I looked into different organizations, um, including the Seeing Eye, and the C- CCI gets the highest ratings. Right. Uh, they're the biggest, the, the best. Uh, so that was kind of a no-brainer as far as that's a good organization. I went to a graduation to see what the people who were involved were like, right. which was very impressive. And the biggest thing was when you raise a CCI dog you get to personally hand over the leash to the person who's getting your dog right seeing eye they come and they take the dog and you don't know where they are and I I, that somehow even though I considered this like a job that I was raising a dog for somebody else I mean somehow I could not bear to not know where the dog was right right so that's how I picked CCI Great. And what was, you know, that first dog like? Oh, my God, the first dog. Like, were your expect, like, what kind of expectations did you I go had, into having that? I really had not too many expectations <laughs> because I didn't have a dog. But this became the dog, the first dog I had. And that was a picture taken by this Jennifer who has Carrie. Okay. She took that at graduation, unbeknownst to the man. And uh, a friend of mine is the, uh, whatever you call it, what's the, what do you have? Uh, American Journal of Nursing. Yeah, what? what editor? What, editor. She's okay. the editor of the American <laughs> Journal of Nursing. And she, she knew the dog, too. And she saw the picture, and she said, that's a cover photo. Oh, my gosh. So they it is it, such a cover photo. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. And the man has multiple sclerosis. And so this was eight years ago. This was eight years ago. And are you still in contact Absolutely. with this gentleman? I've been in, really? I'm in contact with every single, every person, single person whose dog... Who, who has my dogs. And how often, like, do they just send you pictures? Oh, they send me pictures know? all the time. Yeah. They've all, every single one of them has come back to the house to visit me, had dinner with us, stayed overnight. Oh my uh, gosh, that's I've, I've minded their dogs if they couldn't take the dog somewhere. Right. Oh, wow. That's so, so that's, to me, that's what this is about. Right. It's so, so much fun. And, you know, being that this was your first dog, what was his name or her name? July. July. And we call him July the Perfect. July. <laughs> of was, course. Was, <laughs> after when he graduated, I asked his trainer, you know, they have to be in the training for six months. Right. And I, I was like concerned about how well I had done training this dog for sure. a year and a half. And I said to the trainer, I said, how did I do? How was July? And I mean, her eyes flew open and she looked at me like, lady, are you crazy? She goes, I've trained over 100 dogs and this dog ranks number one or two. 
Oh my God! That's so good. With your first dog, and but I had no clue that that's what I was training. Right, I was right. nervous about everything. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But and has that process gotten easier now that you're you're on what you're eighth, eighth and ninth? Ninth, yeah. And eighth yep. and ninth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, the process has got, gotten easier, and I've now I recognize different problems. I mean, this dog didn't have any problems. Right, right. <laughs> Some of them have had bad problems. Which is very good for a yellow lab, knowing that I have one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They have a lot of built-in things sometimes. But it's, it's, it's interesting, the problems and how you solve the problems. Right. It's, it's uh, fascinating. So you get them when they're how old? Eight weeks. Eight weeks, so right when they're ready to teeny, go. Teeny, teeny, teeny. And you keep them until they're 9 to 12 months old? Or? No, 18 to 22 18 months. 18 to 22 months. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. long time. So what sort of, you know... From the beginning, you know what? How, what is their day like? You know when they're when they're a puppy versus when they're right. you know, large and in charge like these right. guys. Well, the beginning is very labor intensive. Right. You know, as a puppy raiser, right. because they're not used to being in a crate. They're not housebroken. They everything. Yeah, is, you have to teach them everything. Uh, everything yeah. is new to them. You know, you have to watch. You have to socialize them. Yeah. But you have to watch out for fear issues. You can't. You know, take them to the supermarket when. They're eight weeks old, but, sure. you, but you have to get ready for them to be able to handle all situations. Sure. You know, for instance, one of the first things I do, it sounds kind of silly, is we do leash training immediately, and we walk down to the end of the driveway and stand at the end of the driveway and watch the cars go by. Right. Yeah, these dogs have never seen cars. Sure. You know I mean, they've been in somebody's home for eight weeks with their mother. and that's, Right. Uh, so we, I see what kind of reaction they have to a car whizzing by. And, you know, if they get a little anxious, I give them treats and say, yay, good. And, sure. that, and that's a good thing for you to know about if your dog gets anxious. Don't ever, ever say, don't worry about it. It's okay. Because Take that it head on. that reinforces their fear okay. and anxiety. What you want to do is they would call it if the dog looks anxious, you want to have a party. Yay! Right. That's <laughs> Come on! Yeah, that's really here's interesting. a treat. Here's a treat. Yeah. 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 Because people do that all the time, like you would with a child. Right. You know, you say, "Don't worry about it. It's okay." But not with dogs. No, no, no. So you're saying, like, when she starts getting kind of antsy when we're walking her, kind right. of just barrel through it and. But but acknowledge. You have to acknowledge right. yeah. that she's anxious, and if she's really anxious, you got to take her away from what she's anxious about. Right. I mean, you can't force a dog sure. into a situation that they're anxious about. Right. Of course, no. Um, did you so all of the, the the eight and nine that you've raised? You know, have have any of them just kind of gotten to a certain point in training, and and you just kind of figured that they weren't cut out for the life of being a service no. dog? No, only two of them haven't graduated. Really? Yeah, and one of them is the one that's here that okay. you see, and uh, he got stressed out living in that kennel. Sure. And sure. he didn't want to. Yeah. Learn all these complicated things. So yeah. do you give them the core, and then when they go back at 18 to 24 months, that's when they get the hardcore training of what they're going to specifically be doing. For no, they all get trained to, to, for the, the same, same level. The okay. same levels. I mean, and the things they learn in advanced training are like pick up things, carry things, right. pull a wheelchair, open doors, okay. which are the more complicated types of things to right. train. I mean, ours are the more basic commands, sit, down, kennel, right. get in the car. Uh, some of them are a little, I'll show you a few of them, they're more specific to people who are disabled. Right. Like put, put their feet on your lap, put their head on your lap, right. those types of things are for disabled okay. people. But, um, and, and the trainers at Canine Companions are just amazing yes. people. Oh, Any yeah. problem you have, they address it immediately. Right. You can have private instruction if you want to go out there it's all free. Right. Or they have classes, big classes, you know, 10, 20 dogs come to the classes and we go over all the commands and so and they can they can fix just about anything right, really sure. quickly. No, definitely. And I mean and they're so involved and they're so hands-on and I think what also sets it apart and really makes it work is the fact that they all love the animals that they're yes, working with. You can see. Like that's the priority. And you so see that on the tour that I took, mm -hmm. just the when the people are working with them. Like yep. it's not just about helping a human being, it's about making sure that these dogs have a great life. And that's what that's drew right. me in as well. And and what Canine Companions is particularly noted for is how they match a dog with a person. Right. And how they do that 
is beyond it's me. It's magic, I think. It's magic. Yeah. It's like magic. Yeah. Because I, I kept saying to myself, well, listen, just about anybody who wants, desperately wants one of these dogs would be happy with any of these dogs. Right. No, no, it's got to be the specific dog for the person. Like when you and, know, you know. And I can tell you, every match they've made of my dogs has been perfect. 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 Now, um, so you have... Pedro's going to graduate in November. Right. No, well, then, that's called matriculate. Matriculate. Okay. Right. Okay. So he's going to matriculate in November, so and then you'll still have Andy for another year. So you do you always stagger them like this? Well, how that came to be was with my first dog. Okay. And I, when I started this whole business, I really thought of it as a job. Right. This is a job. I'm going to train this dog. He's going to go be matched right. somebody. And somewhere along the way, I fell madly in love with the dog. I mean, I really didn't count on it. I mean, it sounds stupid, but I really right. I really fell in love with the dog. And, and I was like having a nervous breakdown at the thought of having to give him up. Right. So sure. I, and I thought to myself, well, maybe if I get another one, a puppy... By the time he leaves, then I will have fallen in love with the next sure. one, and it'll be easier. Sure. And it was easier. And so I just continued that way right. all, all the time. I always have another one. So now Pedro will leave, and I have Andy, who I've had for six months already, right. and uh, he's cool. And how, you know, that first time, because you did say, you know, how you were, you know, nervous about giving him up, because... You know, you were you had had this dog. It was technically you know your dog for I almost know. for you know more than a year. So when when that first time came when you had to hand over the leash for the matriculation, you know how hard was that? It was extremely hard, yeah. and it wasn't until I actually handed over the leash and met the man, and talked to the man, and heard how he had already, after only knowing the dog for two weeks in right. team training. He loved that dog so much and was so proud of that dog. Right. Like, this is my dog, and he's coming to my family, and this is the best thing in the world. Right. That, then, it, it, that was it. I, I was like, okay, he's your and dog. And then you just, you were like, bring me the next one. Bring the me next the next one. one. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And has that gotten, and has that gotten easier, the, the, the handing, like the symbolic handing over, you know, or is it still kind of... No, it's bittersweet, right, put it that sure. way. Okay. I think the hardest part to me now, I don't know whether you should even put this in, the <laughs> hardest part is the six months that they're in advanced training. Right. Not knowing whether they're going to make it or not. Right, right. And now I so want them to make it. The first dog I was prayed he would fail and I could keep him. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> now it's just totally the opposite. Right, right. Now I want to graduate and meet the people. And Right. So. And are you in contact with CCI during that time after matriculation when they're training him on their end? Reports. Reports, Once yeah. a month. Once a, a month. Report. Okay, great. And great. I, can, I can tell you, I can barely bear to open the report. The day <laughs> of report cards is like, oh, do I want to read this? <laughs> What's the problem? And the report cards are like extensive I'm sure, extensive yeah. no I definitely I'm sure of that um you know what is a typical day you know from someone you know who's Andy's age who still has some time left versus Pedro who is nearing the end of his time in your home um well I would say twice a day we do some training right but we're talking 10, 15 minutes okay. in the morning, 10, 15 minutes at night. Okay. And then the other training is, um, I call it kind of like on-the-job training where I'll take him to the supermarket. Right. And, you know, when I go to the supermarket with him, I've got to plan on being there longer than I would without a dog. Right. <laughs> because I have to make sure that if somebody wants to meet him, he sits properly. Right. And everybody wants to meet him, um, that he doesn't pick up things off the sure. floor, that he goes through the checkout properly without being right. fearful um so it takes me a long time but that that a lot of the training is that kind of training right. taking him places okay now for instance pedro who's 22 months old i mean you cannot i guarantee you you cannot think of a place that dog hasn't been <laughs> he's been on two airplane flights where oh he gosh. sat in front of me right without moving going flying to san francisco six oh, hours wow. he was so well behaved that the stewardess made the pilot come out of the cockpit to meet him oh, wow. <laughs> 
He's been on buses, subways, uh, movie theaters, out to dinner, innumerable times, uh, everywhere, uh, everywhere. And he is outstanding. I mean, you could take him anywhere. Anywhere. Oh, my gosh. And do they do the training one-on-one because that's how they generally would be? Like, do you ever take Andy and Pedro together someplace? or? No, I usually don't. I walk them together. Sure, sure. uh, I don't take them together. Okay, great. And, you know, what... um, you know, when playtime, I mean, obviously, like, they seem like they've kind of, they're, they're pets that live here, and then they also just kind of have right. a job to do mm-hmm. as well. So, like, what is their, you know, downtime like? I mean, obviously, Andy is down. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's down for the count. Right. Well, they have, to, they have to be comfortable in a crate. And, right. you know, when I told them to go in there, I, I, I'm sure he didn't particularly want to go in there, but, right. but he's perfectly happy now, and he's not whining or barking. Right. That's part of the training. And if you want to look out in the backyard to see our play, <laughs> our play area, yeah. we have um, a big play area, and Forrest, the release dog, does agility <laughs> training. So if you turn around and look at there, there are his ribbons. Oh, He's very good at agility. Um, <laughs> so they run around out there and fetch a ball, and right. that's just like a regular dog. Yeah. And you have to supervise them that they don't, uh, you know, jump on each other. Sure. And it's like very strict about playing with other dogs. Right, right. I mean, it's almost like they want parallel play. <laughs> they don't want them right. going after and each other. And I can get that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I could get that. Um, you know, what's their favorite non-work activity? Um, favorite non I guess it would be long walks. Yeah. Uh, they, we, we go hiking yeah. uh, all the time. This one, Andy loves to fetch. I mean, he'd fetch until he <laughs> dropped dead. <laughs> and believe it or not, these are Labrador retrievers and nine dogs. He's the first dog who will fetch a ball. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. They love swimming. Of course. Oh yeah, yeah. This this one didn't like swimming, no. but he's the only one who didn't like swimming. <laughs> what about baths? What? <laughs> what about baths? Because they like swimming. Do they like baths time too? They tolerate it fine, yeah. but no, they don't love baths. <laughs> awesome. And what about their favorite treats? Yeah. Don't ask that question. Okay. They're Labrador Retrievers. Anything. They will eat anything. Anything. <laughs> anything that's not nailed down. <laughs> exactly. They love to eat. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you know that people should know about being a puppy raiser? I mean, I know you know how give, we've already answered, and you answer that probably every time anybody ever talks right. to you about the, you know, the, right. the giving them up. Right. Sometimes when I get aggravated with people, you know, asking me that question, and they're like, "Kid, I would never be able to do that." Yeah. I say, "Well, how many lives can you say you changed?" Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of snippy, but yeah. uh, I, it, it's true. Sure. Yeah. That's definitely. Exactly. And I, uh, I love the dog, but I don't need the dog. Right. Right. You know. I mean, sort of now I look at people and their dogs, and I think of it frequently is kind of frivolous it's like (laughs) right right purpose does that dog have no yeah i mean you're you're working on them and with such a different you know they're a higher level of you know just pet ownership and right you know now the release dog you know the one who does agility yeah he's a therapy dog so you know people don't understand maybe you'll hardly understand the difference between service dogs and therapy dogs so he's a therapy dog, and we go to hospitals and nursing homes, and we do the Read to Dogs program at the library, oh, and he's, like, awesome, awesome yeah. with people, with kids, and so, you know, he really does have a higher purpose, too. And he's, now he stays with you, he's forever, forever, okay, forever right. Right. And what is it like, you know, when, because obviously we're training our dog, she's going to be, have, you know, she's going to have the vest and things like that, and one of the things that, like, we're concerned with, because... I mean, I know I used to see a dog, and it's like, oh, my God, that dog is working, but I want to pet it, you know? Yes, yes. How do you deal with people who don't know the boundaries of, hey, this dog is working, like, right? it's not really here to be pet? Well, to be honest with you, I'm more recently surprised at how many people say, may I pet your dog? Really? You know, eight years ago, people just leaped on the dog and grabbed him and petted him and but I think people are becoming more aware right um I know people are also taking advantage of with course. their own oh, dogs yeah. oh, and yeah. calling them service dogs which is very sad yeah but definitely. but you know I don't know whether you know what the law is 
the law is pretty pathetic mm-hmm. because the law says if you say it's a service dog, it's a service right, dog. Right, exactly. I mean, they can't, all they have to do, like, for instance, your fiancé. I mean, he's walking around. He doesn't look like he's disabled. I mean, how is anybody going to know whether your dog is exactly. really or not? Yeah, and that's something that we talked about, too, because it was like when we started looking, it was just like, okay, but like, you know, we're not going to, we don't want people looking at us like, oh, we're taking advantage. Right. Because, again, he does, he can walk upright. He can, you know, right. he looks A lot of silence. healthy. Yeah. Silent so, problems people have. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like if, if people are deaf, that's a big disability. Yeah. But you like you wouldn't know if a deaf person walking around whether right, they're exactly. deaf or not. So exactly. so people, people more and more people are are asking, can I pet your dog? And because it's training that I do, the dog isn't actually working. The dog is learning. Learning. Right. And the dog has to learn how to greet people and now, how to unless react, you let yeah. people greet the dog how is the dog going to learn sure, no, like yeah, this one good. you know thinks he should greet everybody <laughs> that he meets <laughs> so I selectively let him meet some people right. and I always say to the people would, would you help me I'm training him please I'm going to have him sit if he doesn't stay seated then please don't pet him but if right. and a lot of people are happy to help along like that. Sure. But then there's the other people is he'll jump and they'll say, Oh, don't worry about it, I don't mind. Right. And I go, uh, Well, I You don't have mind. to mind, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, have to mind. So Which is exactly how I greeted it. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> like at least he's gentle. My dog would like try to tackle you, like my lab. So like at least like Andy was gentle. <laughs> well, awesome. I mean that pretty much covers everything that I have. I mean oh, this good. was so it was just so great. So so i mean isn't she like the sweetest person yeah you said (laughs) (laughs) you told us all you told us all i did i basically just did the interview (laughs) but you know what let me tell you something though like these are the kind of things that you got to say before we get our service dog in training. So you you know, you say it over the air and you're like going, Oh, Carol is like the sweetest thing. Here's our application for a dog. But instead we got this dog who doesn't know all the commands. We could have <laughs> had one that knows forty compared to the one that knows six. I don't think I'd want to trade Kona for anything. No, I don't think so either. She's very us. Yes. So so I'm believing that this woman really is as kind and caring as you're saying, although you're not getting anything out of it. And so love, there you have it. And I, I love that, like, you know, she has pictures in her kitchen of, like, her family, of course, her grandkids and things like that. And then she's got, like, the pictures of the dogs with their humans, like, you know, their companions. And it's just so nice that, like, she's involved in their lives. Like, she gets updates from these people because, like, I – it would kill me to, like, train – and I know that that's something that every single person – so she said because like she said like I'm asked that all the time and like it is hard but when you get to see what these dogs do for people like Kevin um you know the paralyzed man that I spoke with he never he didn't leave his house for like a year after his accident because you know he's in a motorized chair so like he, he's like, I never left the house. He goes, but with her, you, there's no, and we know this first a hand, lot, yep. firsthand, you know, you have to go outside. Like there's no putting it off. There's no, like when they're ready to go and it's getting Kevin out of his house. And it, it helped him continue this like great relationship that he has with like within the neighborhood. You know, he takes the dog to his neighbor's house and stuff like that. So like it helped him socialize again. Definitely. And I'll tell you, with, you know, with ours, the way it is now, it turns into a kid. It doesn't, it's it's not even like, we both had dogs growing up, but I feel like it's different when you have dogs in more of like a city type area. Because when you have dogs in the country, you have, you basically have a pet. You walk to the back door, you open it up, the dog goes running out for the most part, you know, because most people in suburbia have a backyard. You can leave it out there for hours. Everybody has to commute to go to work and stuff like that. When you have a service dog and there's no break from it, it really does give a way stronger bond Mm -hmm. because you can't get away. Like, it's not like you can, like, say, oh, I'm going to leave my service dog here and go somewhere. 
It's like if you go anywhere, the service dog pretty much goes with you right. on the trip. And I don't know. It's it's strange. Like with this dog, and I felt like I was very, very close to all of my dogs. Mm-hmm. But I feel closer to this dog than I've ever felt to any other dog before, I feel like almost, because I've never spent so much time around the clock with, with just a, you dog. And a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way too. Um, like even when we had Zach and like I, we had him when I lived at home, you know, it wasn't like, because he was like our first dog bandit was, was my mom's. Like right. he, he only liked my mom's. Like he bit me like 117 times. Like he was just such a dick. But like, and Zach was like in love with each of us in a different way. Like how he was with me isn't how he was with like my mom or my brother or, you know, my dad. So like this dog, I feel definitely is just like, she gets me. Like I, cause I feel like even though I'm working during the day, most of the time when I'm not finagling days from home, um, <laughs> which I do try to do all the time, you know, I do feel like, th- like there's a connection oh, between her God. and I, and there's one between you and her as well. Let me tell you something. There are times over the past two weeks where you have asked, like, do you think that, you know, Kona likes me? And it's like, how can you think she doesn't? Because I get it. Everywhere I go, this dog pretty much follows me. That's kind of a gig. But at <laughs> nighttime, when we're sitting in the bedroom, like, she cannot be in between us more. for ever. Like, she has to be touching both of us at all times. Yeah. Like, if we're on the couch... She can easily sit on one end of the couch or the other end of the couch and have a whole pillow to herself. But she will literally sit like in between us and put one foot on you and put another foot on me. And she has to like have us all around to the point where if I'm in the bedroom and at nighttime you get up to go to the bathroom, she'll jump down and stand in the hallway between the two rooms. I noticed that. And just like, I don't know which one to go to. Yeah, or, like, I'll hear her. Like, I'll be, like, in the bathroom because the bathroom is right outside of our bedroom. So, like, I will hear her, like, knocking on the door and, like, snarfing up against it. Like, I know you're out there somewhere, mama. And it's, yeah, and, like, it's, like, Zach would do that because he was nosy. And then, like, he would, like, burst in and then leave. She is just, like, what are you doing? I need to know. Like, hey, I'm over here. Why are you over here? You know, just, like, this week's you heard. Right. You know, but it's just, it's crazy. And, like... And I feel like when Zach, like when you would lay on a bed with Zach, he would like push you off after a while. Like he had a a limit, you know, he had a limit (laughs) to his cuddling. And if you were laying with someone else on a bed, whether it was, you know, all of us cuddled up on a bed, like he would push you off and just like, that's it. She sleeps in between us and it's not like, and like you knew when a lab was like being malicious about like trying to get. Because labs have jealousy issues for sure. She like doesn't like she just wants to be right next to us so like there are days when i wake up and i'm like i'm like what is this like and i'm like so hot and it's like her hot face is in my face and i'm like when did this happen yeah well and i do secretly love it last night in the middle of the night well the middle of the night yeah no (laughs) i fell asleep in the middle of the morning is when it happened but this morning when i woke up i was like man i'm like what the hell smells so bad and I didn't realize that her nose was literally against my nose. And I was trying to figure out, like, what was wet. But I was sleeping with my mouth open. She was breathing right into Ew. my mouth. And I was like, like dog Ew, it's not that I'm even smelling it. I'm tasting whatever the hell it was that was in her mouth last night. And dinner. You know? I'm like, oh, my God. Dinner. Yeah. Venison and sweet potato kibble. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. The most expensive you could find. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, but, I mean, it's so crazy how, you know, like, it's literally like a family member. And I know every pet owner is like, oh, my pet is a family member. But it's different when when you go to work and you get away from it. For a little while. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, when I used to go away from my dogs, it, it puts distance between you a little bit. Where even if the dog, un- and the dog doesn't understand it, but I mean, even if they you're gone for eight hours a day. Right. And you come home, the dog's going to be a little bit pissed off that you left it home because it wants to spend all its time with yeah. you. With I mean, a working I- dog, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, maybe if like, you know, there are going to be times where like you're going to have to leave her home. I think like she might have a little bit of a problem with that, I think. 
Oh no, we left the home once and she was fine. Like I think she's definitely capable of doing it. Yeah, but I think she her does... preference is definitely like Yeah, but to she be does have like there's like one day a week, like usually on a weekend, she's like, Okay, you're both home with me all day, yeah. every day. Like so yeah. she'll like put herself in the other room or for you know, a little bit though. For a little yeah, like for she'll disappear bit. for a while. But I mean like that's with like humans too, you know? But I just think that it's it's amazing, and I think like the and going back to Carol, I just think you know, oh Carol, we went on a is tour. it about Carol again? It is about it's Carol, always about yeah. Carol, isn't so, it? So I mean, it was just really great to talk to her and get like the side because I've I've seen it from the side of the people benefiting from getting these dogs. Mm-hmm. I've seen it from the side of the people that are giving these dogs and you know like making that change happen for a human being, and then to speak to someone who's raising it. And I actually also spoke to um a woman who's a physical therapist who uses a dog to like help her teach um, like motor skills back to people who have like head injuries and things like that. So like it was really interesting to see just like, like every step of the way of a, of an assistance dog through CCI. Yeah. And you also know firsthand how a family member of a service dog is like, you know, like being around one mm-hmm. when you come home and the difference between a service dog and yeah. a regular dog. And like, it was just totally kismet the way that like the story came out. Like it was just something that came across my desk. And then we found out like it happened before we went to Minnesota and they suggested that you get a, a service dog. So it was just kind of like kismet that I was, I did this story. So weird. So weird. It and is. man, like it man. takes a lot to be a person who's able to, you know, put so much time into a dog and get to know a dog mm-hmm. so much and then give it away. And then like, hand, like, I don't think over. I could do it. There's no, yeah. I don't I really don't. But, but I think like, it's true what she said. Like if you see what that dog does, like if you could, if I could see Kona giving like a kid that can't walk or something like as much joy as she gives us, like that would be that would be great. You know what I mean? I would never want to give her up. But I was going to say no. No, but I'm just saying like, Sorry, to kids. see it from that way because she sees firsthand what it does for them. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yes. But if you want to learn more about Canine Companions for Independence, let me get you their website. Okay. It's cci.org. Mm-hmm. And will that be on our website? That will be on our website. I know. <laughs> I know. Yes. It's a whole format. I know. Well, thank, thank you very you, much Carol. to Carol. Thank you yeah. so much. It was so wonderful to meet you and meet the boys, the little miniature ponies. I didn't get any <laughs> really, you know, information on that as much. I heard how nice Carol was, but I didn't hear how great the boys were. They, but they that's were okay. really, they were really, really great. Like you know, they were very well behaved. Well, already. I got my own dog now. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I don't even care. But anymore. Andy, Andy was a little rambunctious, like in the beginning, and then he was just like, okay, like I'm told to like go sit down, and I did. You know, and you then, see, even that for a lab is a miracle yeah, to be able yeah. to just say, go lay down. And then the dog lays because well, usually a lab's like, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Pedro like took himself in the other room and just like disappeared. And it, he was just like, whatever. And then there was another dog. I forget what his name is, but he kind of he went through the CCI program and didn't make it to graduation, meaning like there were some, you know, technical difficulties with him Mm. um i think it was that he didn't like i think she said that it was like the responsibility like he would just get anxious yes she said yeah so it was anxious so he literally from the moment i like he came to he was there when like you know they greeted me at the door and then he just went and lay down and that was it he did not pay an either one of them another bit of attention he did not look at me once he just like laid on his bed and was just like I'm going over. I'm over here now. <laughs> wow. Wow, man. For man, for a lab. That's I know. It's absolutely amazing. Crazy. Yeah. So these people are like miracle workers. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Apparently. It's like, woof. So should we get into a role per role? Sure. I could play that. Role So, in the uh, so spirit buttons. of keeping with pots, because you know how we're going to eventually change it. We'll come up with new theme yeah. music and stuff and new segment name and whatnot. But until the meantime, this is going to be like the pots take over. <laughs> so, um, I've been finding out that there is definitely a tie-in to weather and pots. 
See, I wouldn't even know that. That's interesting. And I wouldn't have even thought to look it up, but I feel like every time like I have like a burst of energy or like I'm feel zapped of energy, I'll go into like, you know, one of the Facebook groups or one of the, you know, dystontomia. That right? I'm almost getting it right. I'm almost I'm almost starting to be able to pronounce it. I swear I have I can't my tongue ties up at he the end of it. He has a disease that he doesn't know how to say. I think it's like I, I, whatever it doesn't make a difference but either way i made it through you know grade school without having to go for speech for anything outside of <laughs> s's so let's not tread on what he has a problem saying nikki nobody's saying anything you're the one making a big deal about well it. well so um and it's called dysautonomia 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 that's close yeah you were in the ballpark yeah put you in coach all right fair enough <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just call on me like Calvin DeHaan, and I'll be there to fuck things up all the time. Oh, my God. That was an so, Islanders reference for those of you who don't know the Islanders. Everybody knows the Islanders. Cut it out. So anyway, so basically um, what I'm finding out is is that when it's like extreme temperatures, like extre- like hot. Like, I don't know, 80 degrees in fucking October. Killed me this week. Killed me. Yeah, it was me. disgusting this week. And again, it's like not like you cannot, you know, take and, and like take dog for a walk. It's two blocks. That's all it is. Yeah, it's like a mile and a half. But to get trip. there, to get to two blocks, it was just death, man. And I would get up in the mornings at nine o'clock and struggle to get out of bed by like get out of bed by 11. I would stand up. I would basically fall back down. So it was I was like, what the hell is going on with me? Yeah, it seemed to hit you really, really bad this week. Like, I. I yeah, because you were saying call the doctor every day. I was. And yeah. I was like, I'm not going to call the doctor. I'm just going to go look in the groups and see what's going on because you can only go to the doctor so many times for the same thing before eventually she's going to just be like, what do you want me to tell you? Yeah. So I don't want to, like, kind of sour that relationship sure, on yeah. the medical end if she just keeps saying, like, does, what do yeah, you expect and us to we do? Know, and we know that there's really like you nothing know, it's we gonna, can it, do. There's nothing <sighs> we can do. It's just going to like take time and diligence. But knowing these things definitely helps. So like if I know like, all right, it's going to be really hot out, I try to push her walk back an extra hour so it's later in the afternoon. And then which means it's an hour later at night. So usually by that walk, it's cooler. So it's only one time during a day where it's like really hot out. Yeah. But, um, you know, the other times during the day, it's just a matter of trying to figure out, like, how to avoid, like, this, the humidity and stuff like that. And it's inescapable. Yeah. And today it was, like, 60-something degrees out. Yeah, it was. Like, 64. It, it was, like, I wore a sweater today. So it was chilly. It was chilly. It was chilly out. and beautiful. Yeah. And I felt like I had so much energy today. Like, I got so much done today, more than I've been able to do, like, in the whole rest of the week. Like, seriously, like, I was able to, like, clean the windows, vacuum, take the dog for a walk, get, like, work stuff done. And this is a guy who, in the seven and a half years that I have known him, I have never once seen him vacuum. I just bought a new vacuum for the dog. And you were so anal retentive about it. Like, it has it was a pet brush. Ridiculous. And, like, <laughs> I think you even put your workout on when you were vacuuming, didn't you? Uh, no, no, um, no, 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 okay. no, I didn't. I didn't, that's cheating, that's just a normal part of the day, but I mean, I you know. I was like, this has gone too far. No, 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 It's It's crazy though, because I cleaned the windows today, and then I vacuumed first, and then cleaned the windows second, and then I look over at the floor, and all oh this dust God. blew in, and I was like, what an idiot, now I gotta vacuum again, but I mean, it's cooler out, and I feel like I have like a massive yeah, burst you're of very, energy. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, you're very like, so I'm um, hopefully, you know, the fall winds up being a lot better. I hate the idea that on Sunday it's supposed to go back up to 80 degrees but again. I think it's just going to be for a short clip. Yeah, and then we'll go back to cooler. And then hopefully things might, be you know, winter season. teeter up a little bit better than what they are right now. Because, it has been a long summer. And, like, summer has been here since, like, May. Yeah. Like, it's been hot for months. Oh, definitely. And, and you know, and that could just be what's driving it a little upward you know, the pot's feelings mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. anyway. So maybe when it gets cooler, I'm hoping that things can be a little better. Not that I'm expecting like, oh, I'm fully recovered, but to be able to it might be more bearable. vacuum or clean a window or do, get do out something of like bed. that. That's huge. <laughs> get yeah. out of bed. Totally. Well, so, all right. So yeah, so that's it. That's the, the pot's report. 
the Mons report. <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> yes. So I do have some ideas for what I might call them. I just got one and I'm not going to say oh, it. Oh, I know yours already. Because <laughs> I, I think mine's on the same level I just gave to me. So. Did we maybe talk about it in a previous show? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see if it shows up on a bumper in a week or two. <laughs> so that does it for Roly Poly Rorty for this week. And uh, I guess for the show, right? Yeah. All right. Wrap it up. Let's play that outro. Well, that was a show. It was. It was a very, I feel like it was a very informative show. I feel like we're, It was very newsy. I feel like when you and I have to research something for here, like, it becomes like a show of wisdom, you know, as (laughs) opposed to when- We're not experts, but we are this week. (laughs) Yeah, as opposed to like the times where we don't have to research anything and it's kind of like- you want to talk about like a cartoon that we saw this yeah. week? <laughs> Where this week it's like, hey, we actually have some kind of valuable information for those of you who want to check it out. <laughs> we're not going to charge you any extra for it either. Exactly. We're technically, because we're technically a nonprofit. We're a nonprofit. We're a nonprofit, and I would love to get dog food donated. <laughs> that was one of the qu- weirdest questions when we were filling out the things for Kona. They were like, how much do you plan on spending monthly for dog food? And like, I think it was like $100, $200 or more. And I'm like, $200 for dog food? Because when I had my dogs, all I gave them was dry dog food. They never complained. They were labs. They would eat anything. Anything, yeah. We have to get like We have to dress it. We have to zhuzh it up. Yeah, canned food. And then made with, you know, deer instead of chicken. We have to get, you know, kibble that doesn't have any chicken in it. And we give her water. Like we and put then we mix water, it with water in it. Warm water. So we make, make it a like little a gravy. gravy. Like we're just, oh my God. And then she looks at it and she was like going, mm, what, no ketchup? Like She likes the way that I make it best. Well, have at it then. Have at it then. <laughs> so, so, you know. I mean, I would love to get it donated. So if, you know, anybody's out there listening and they want to start donating kibble, please feel free. We'd be more than happy to uh, (laughs) hook you up with some announcements. (laughs) Anyway. Yes. If you'd like to learn more about the high regard show. If you want to know how to get in touch with us. Was you rolling your eyes the prompt to go (laughs) on with the rest of the thing? So if you want to know how to get in contact with us to give us free dog food. Yes. You can contact (laughs) us at highregardshow at gmail.com or you can, you know, check out our website at highregardshow.com. We got a website. We do. And we also have social media where you could follow us as High Regard Show. And of course, last but most dolphinately not least, you can follow our little Kona as the Kona Persona. There you have it. That's another show in the books. In the nutshells. Well, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to take the dog for a walk and go to bed. All right. So do it. It's been eventful. Go then. Go on. Go. Have a great week, everybody. I've been walking next to you the entire time. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little uh, lit. And, uh... <laughs>